0: Hello, friends. Thank you so much for joining us once again here on The Wolf Den. I'm your host, Tom Wolf, here to guide you through the sometimes rocky, sometimes smooth, always entertaining world of sports. Today's show is going to be about the NBA playoffs and the predictions that we have for that. Now would be the perfect time to have the playoffs <laughs> thing or something. And I'm here to introduce one of my favorite guests, the always knowledgeable and Man who can pull off a beard like no other, Mike Molinero. How are you? Right.
1: I'm good, Tom. You should
0: consider the beard. I have. I'm. I don't know. I'm kind of go back and forth between clean shaven and scruffy.
1: You should just go full grizzly.
0: Go full grizzly. I'm full grizzly, man. I don't know if
1: I could pull it off, but I, I worried that same thing. And now look at me. Look at
0: you now, exactly. <laughs> so we're here to talk about the NBA playoffs. We sat through six months, eighty-two games of a lot of crap. A lot of really tough teams. We watched the New York Knicks, the Sacramento Kings, the New Orleans Pelicans, the Phoenix Suns, the Los Angeles Lakers, the Brooklyn Nets. We've sat through a lot of really poor teams. And now the cream has risen from the crop and we're left with the top 16 teams left. Are you excited? I'm very excited for the playoffs.
1: It's when everybody, you know, kicks into their actual full-blown strategy and
0: high level of play and it's it's gonna be good. And the playoffs is such a different animal because I feel like every year the playoffs really there's always a breakout player or two or three. There's always that team that surprise you. A lot of new strategies sort of happen overnight out of necessity mm. that can dictate the play of the league for the rest of the for years to come. One example that I think of is The Miami Heat were really struggling back when LeBron was first on the team, and I think it was their second year. They had just lost to the Mavericks, and they were playing the Pacers, and they realized that they were having a tough time competing with the rim protection of Roy Hibbert, so they put Chris Bosh at the five, and they started shooting threes like nobody's business, and look where we are now. It's a three-point dominated league.
1: That's absolutely true.
0: So, strategies you see born out of necessity. You face a team so many times and you can't get over the hump, you change it up and sometimes those things stick and yeah. I, I think that's pretty cool.
1: Or the playoff darling player who comes out of, you know, nowhere like uh Kyle Lowry about 4 years ago I think when the, you know, the Raptors really established themselves and he established himself. After that, he was starting to make, you know, All-Star teams every year. Right. So,
0: yeah. So let's talk about the matchups we have. Do you want to start in the east or the West?
1: I say let's start in the west. It's the a little l- bit of uh, easier. Uh,
0: okay, yeah, sure. that sounds good. Um, no, at
1: least the first one is.
0: Yeah, so the first matchup we have the number one seed versus the number eight seed. I'd like the viewers to know that we both correctly picked the eighth team the Portland Trailblazers to make it. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, so I think we were three out of four on our predictions. The only one we missed was Miami Heat, right? which we were both rooting very hard for, mm. but they, they just missed out by like half a game or so. But yes, the first matchup is the Portland Trailblazers versus a team that i guess you would say is probably the favorite the golden state warriors
1: i'm not too familiar with them i
0: haven't heard of a lot of their players i don't i guess they're the favorite just because they're the one but i i'd say they probably came out of nowhere probably came out of nowhere so what do we think about this matchup
1: i mean there's no question here blazers in six blazers in six okay damian Damian lillard I mean, it's, it's the Golden State. It obviously will be their series. I think it goes to six games purely because they're going to work Durant back in. They're going to take their time. They're going to win anyway. But I think that the Blazers could steal definitely at least one game through that whole thing, maybe two. So I think it'll go to six games just because the Warriors know they've got this
0: one in the bag and they want to work Durant back in and get the chemistry going before they hit the second round. I'm saying Warriors in four. I think they're going to have their the foot on the gas pedal the whole time. I think that they're going to try to get through the lesser rounds as quickly as they can so that they're as fresh as they can be when they face the Western Conference Finals or the NBA Finals. And I think that... I don't know. Uh, These two teams met a lot this season, and I don't think it was very competitive. I think that Golden State, like they did for most teams in the league, really just ran all over them. Mm. I think that uh, one of the strengths of the Blazers is that their guards can get very hot. We've seen Damian Lillard able to put up a lot of points. We've seen CJ McCollum able to play up to that start level. You would say that's a good thing, but I think that it works against them because the Warriors are just that much better when it comes to offense. That's true.
1: I, I mean, good points. I just think that they have the opportunity here to work Durant back in, and I don't think they're going to let that slip away Sure. plenty of time before. And I think the Blazers could sneak a game at, or two.
0: So tell me how you think they're going to work him back in.
1: Well, I mean, it'll start with minutes regulations, but he's going to have to play a lot with the starters. So, you know, maybe he, he won't start a game in the beginning of the series – Towards the end, maybe two games, three games in, and towards the end, he'll probably start. But, you know, they will probably play him 15 to 19 minutes until he starts to feel better. But it's mainly going to be a chemistry thing, like it was in the beginning when they started. So they just want to make sure that he gets back to that same level where they're all on the same level.
0: Okay, I, I could see that happening. I think that one of the interesting things is that when Durant went down earlier in the season... They didn't miss a beat. They won like 16 in a row. And in fact, Curry really elevated his game to a level that some people said pushed him into the race for MVP because he played really well down the stretch. And I mean, you have guys like Klay Thompson, who's an excellent two-way player, Draymond Green, very versatile. I don't know. I think this team is just too good. I think even with Durant or or even without Durant, I think that the Warriors have a clear advantage. Maybe it goes five games, but I, I'm thinking sweep. Okay, but I think we're both in agreement that the Warriors should probably dominate this series. I don't think
1: there's any way the Trailblazers can win. Yeah,
0: I agree with that. Uh, the next matchup we have is the Spurs versus the Grizzlies.
1: Okay. so for me, I had the the Spurs in six. Mm-hmm. They're too well coached. They're obviously a phenomenally built team. play a certain system that works very well for them. Qui Leonard's proof of that. I think that the Grizzlies will play hard because Gasol, Conley, and Randolph are still there. Um, That's why I think it'll go to six, but still the Spurs series.
0: Yeah, I definitely could see them stealing a game or two on their own home court, but I think that the Spurs are just... They're the best defensive team in the league this year. Kawhi Leonard is too good. They have a very deep team. They have Patty Mills and Manu Ginobili coming off the bench... Got a couple, uh, as the Spurs always do, have some Diamonds in the Rough who have played well for them. Guys like Dwayne Deadman and Jonathan Simmons have been very strong for them yeah. off the bench. I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to take anything away from a guy like Mark Gasol or Mike Conley because I think that they're both good players. But just on both sides of the ball, I think San Antonio is clearly better. Oh, yeah. And I would say, I'm going to say San Antonio in, in five. Okay. Uh, the next matchup, I think... Possibly, maybe one of the most exciting ones in the first round. This is the number three seed, Houston Rockets, versus the number six seed, Oklahoma City Thunder. Two MVP candidates in Harden and Westbrook. Two candidates who, I'd say, are very close in who the best player is. I'd agree. What do you think about this series?
1: So this one, I think, will be the most entertaining, possibly, just uh, uh, for obvious reasons. I mean, one of the teams has the MVP, and Westbrook is just... Always going to be amazing to watch. But, you know, I think the Rockets will be on a whole other level than the Thunder. This isn't the regular season anymore. It's the playoffs. And as a result, I I think it's probably going to go, you know, Rockets in six. I'd love to see a game seven, though. That'd be amazing. But I think the Rockets will take it in six, if not earlier, maybe five. I I just think that they're going to be on a whole other level than the Thunder. Nobody else on the Thunder can... even challenge the supporting cast of the Rockets right so uh, aside from Westbrook they've got nothing
0: I think my one concern for Houston is that they're not a very good defensive team and I think that becomes very apparent in the playoffs you have Westbrook playing phenomenally every game like he has that's going to be good enough to get them one win with a team that shoots at the pace that they do They really don't have much of an interior force besides like I guess Clint Capella, who's just like a roll man, pick and roll type guy. I could see a situation where one there's one game where like Harden just plays terribly. He shoots something like, you know, three for nineteen or something, and they lose because the the basket is just not there for them that night. With teams that are so much about jump shooting, I think you're gonna have a cold night every now and then. Yeah. So I see that as possibly being, you know, a deterrent. I I would say Houston in 6. I mean, the team is just clearly better. Harden matches up very well with Westbrook, I would say. So the thing with the
1: Thunder is when Westbrook sits, they can't keep pace yeah. at all right. with the other team. And the minute he sits down, yeah. the Rockets the way they score, are just going to it's it's going to get be too much for them to to come back. I imagine they're not
0: they're not going to sit him a whole lot.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and if that's the case, the if they somehow beat the Rockets, they'll be gone in a sweep in yeah. the second round. Yeah,
0: I think that the firepower of Houston is just way too much. It's it's just a better team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the next matchup we have the four seed versus the five seed. We have with identical records, but who has the home court advantage? The Los Angeles Clippers and the number five seed, the surprising the young Utah Jazz.
1: This might be the second most intriguing matchup. I do really want to see the Jazz win this series. I think everybody's kind of over the clippers. Sure. We know what they are, and they're not going to get there. But they're still a good team. It's just I I think they've hit their ceiling. And uh, I'd love to see the Jazz win this, but you said it yourself. They're young. They're way too young. Um, They don't have the experience. I don't think any of them have been to a
0: playoff game. I think Hayward was in, like, 2011 or something. When he was a role player next to, like, Paul Millsap. Guys like that. Oh, it was awesome. They were on the same team? Yeah. That but, was a while ago. Yeah, I, just, I I actually just read up on that recently. I didn't believe <laughs> oh, it. Oh, really? And wow. I, I guess that was the must last... Must have been the year.
1: last year Millsap was there. He, yeah. Like,
0: Hayward must have been a rookie or something. Yeah. But the point stands. Not a lot of experience there.
1: Oh, absolutely not. The Clippers, on the other side, have had experience. Not great experience in the playoffs. <laughs> they keep getting knocked off. But they do have playoff experience. They're much older. Great to have a healthy Chris Paul. And Doc Rivers knows how to guide a playoff team. So I think they make it through this first round. Uh, I do hope that because both teams are so
0: good, it goes the
1: full seven. So I think it'll be Clippers in seven.
0: I also agree Clippers in seven. I think Blake Griffin is the X factor there. If he can, I mean, when he's able to play, he is just such a versatile player. He can really shoot it from anywhere. He's excellent handling the ball and passing. He's a great scorer all around. Offensively, he's a great player. Uh, I mean, his biggest issue has been that he is very injury-prone, I guess. And I think, in fact, the last couple years, he's had some injuries in the playoffs, which have hurt them. Right. But, you, I mean, Chris Paul is still doing it. I think he very quietly had another excellent season. Yeah. Oh, he
1: he always does. Yeah. When he can stay healthy, he He, always does. Consistently a great
0: player. I mean...
1: Boringly good consistent. Yeah. Like like Tim Duncan. Right. But it's boringly good. Right. You know, he's just... He's a master.
0: Well, the Clippers caught a lot of flack throughout the season. A lot of people were saying... Oh, this is the end. This team really does not look like they like each other. You're gonna blow it up at the end of the season, and you look at the record, and they have 51 wins. Like, yeah. How did that happen? Yeah, yeah. Like the narrative was so different from what their record was. Yeah. I think that the experience of Chris Paul, at, well, really at any of them, if Blake Griffin can stay healthy, I'd say it goes seven, and that the Clippers win. I hope
1: it. They do go seven. Yeah. <laughs> I would love the Jazz to get as much experience sure as they can get get as
0: many reps as possible if it's a close one if it comes down to a last shot in game six or a last shot in game seven or it's only a couple possessions maybe maybe Hayward is more likely to stay oh that's true which I think as a I mean you and I don't have much stake in the Utah Jazz but just as fans of the league you would like to see him stay and kind of them continue to build up from there yeah,
1: I think I would, especially if you could stay out of the Eastern Conference.
0: But yeah, I mean, it, it would be good for them. So we're in agreement on the picks for the first round. You've got to figure
1: real quick on Hayward. If Hayward leaves, they're kind of blowing that up oh, all over again. Oh, for sure. Hayward carries that offense for completely. Sure. He's, you know, an average defender. Gobert obviously makes up for a lot of that. It would completely fall apart, and it would it would be awful because I think they will have a good series here, and then I'll get people going and get them on their bandwagon sure
0: but they've got to win Mm -hmm. so how about we how about we stay with the west and just go through the next rounds okay um so i guess the next matchup would be so we have all four top teams advancing which in the nba is how it usually works out there's not a whole lot of upsets so unless there was an injury and some guys coming back right but that's not the case this year. So the next the next matchup would be the 1 versus the 4, the Warriors versus the Clippers. Is there any chance the Clippers can stay with them? None at all. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think they've had, played a competitive game together for like 2 years. Barring an injury to two of their stars, there's no way. Yeah, I I imagine that being a quick series and then the talks for blowing it up becomes a lot a lot louder. Yeah, I would think so. Or the talk for adding Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony.
1: There there were a lot of people who thought that move might happen this year. Who do you give up to get Melo? Uh, that's the question, I guess. It would definitely have to be... One of the you know, three, right? Whoever, yeah. Mm, I don't know, because the Knicks would probably want to go young. I don't think sure. they'd be interested in them. I mean... But you never know, because Phil Jackson's kind of... A wild card, a crazy person. Yeah, I yeah. almost insulted him. More, I was going to say something worse than that, but yeah. he is a legend, so I won't. Uh, right, I won't bash him too much. I wonder what Melo would bring on the Clippers. Although he did lose a lot, and this I'm talking about Phil Jackson. He did lose. A, he went down a whole lot in my book with that Joakim Noah contract, but he'd bring the scoring to the to the Clippers, which they could use. They could lean on him. In certain times, and think about staggering those minutes together. You'd have two of those four on the floor at all times. That'd Mm -hmm. be a pretty strong team. Yeah, even if you could keep Crawford, right?
0: Which would be insane. Right. I guess I have trouble putting on my GM hat, seeing what could the Clippers possibly give up for Melo to be
1: able to go there. Well, the nice thing is with Melo, he's got that no trade clause. Yeah. So you know he can be gotten for pennies on the dollar Mm. because he's going to pick where he goes. And Phil's just going to have to suck it up because he's completely ruined the situation. Yeah.
0: so Yeah, there's no coming back from it. Yeah, he's going to have to settle for a first-round draft pick. That would be pretty impressive if they had those four guys all there. It would
1: be. It would make them a whole other team, but... Unfortunately, you know, who knows? After this year, it very well could end up where they move, Blake Griffin instead. Right. One guy who I don't think is going anywhere is Chris Paul. You don't think so? I mean, he's just so good. Yeah. He is their leader. He makes that whole offense click.
0: I think it would be Griffin over Paul. I could see it. He's still playing at a high level. I think you could probably get a better return for Griffin because he's younger. Yeah, he's younger, but he's bigger. Okay, so we just went on a long tangent about hypothetical Los Angeles Clippers off-season plans. <laughs> we did, but that's okay. I mean, you know, it's a free-flowing like a like a winding river here on the Wolf Den, <laughs> so not afraid to go into uncharted waters, as it were. I don't even remember what we were talking. This was about the Clippers, right? The, uh, the this whole is show a is a, it's for the Clippers. It's the Clip Den, of course, it's the Clip Den. <laughs> um, so the next matchup in our hypothetical. Uh, round is the Spurs versus the Rockets. Oh, now that
1: would be fantastic.
0: That'd be a lot of fun. That
1: would be very good series. You got to figure Kwai's going to be on Harden every minute he's in the game, which I would love to see. Mm. And because of that reason, I'd have to go Spurs over the Rockets.
0: I think so too. I, it just the same reason from the first round. It's just they're a very complete team. I mean, record wise and. Also, just from a a just looking at it standpoint, they're the second best team and they're they're that way for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, we we've talked about how great a coach Popovich is. I mean, they've got great players. They've got LaMarcus Aldridge, who I didn't even mention last time. Tony Parker is still getting it done. Um, And Kawhi is right there as one of the best players in the NBA. Absolutely. So and I' a lock down defender. Yeah, I think it'll. I think it'll be fun, and I think that there'll be. I don't know. I it, think it'll be close. I think, I think it, the Spurs, that jump. I think it might be a quick series because really, I just it's. I think they're going to struggle a lot on the defensive end for Houston. I feel like Houston's offense is so good. That is true. That is true. So then, I guess the Western Conference Finals would be the Spurs and the Warriors, and. It's been kind of back and forth throughout the season. It's been blowouts one way or the other. Yeah. Who do you like in that hypothetical Western Conference Finals? I'd have to go with the Warriors. Yeah. They're just so good. Sure.
1: There aren't four Kawhi Leonard's. Right. (laughs) So, yeah. I don't know how you could stop. I mean, you'd need at least two Kawhis (laughs) to stop that kind of scoring that they can do. And they don't have it. So, I I think they'll put forth... you know a great series that won't be quick uh popovich
0: and the spurs are too good for that but it will be the warriors until they face the spurs i don't see the warriors having a lot of trouble they might be their toughest opponent in the whole nba the spurs yeah that might be the the series it might the entire playoffs. it might go it might go to six games because like you said popovich is that good that he's gonna put his guys in a position and he's going to you know, find a way to game plan to get a couple games. But it's just too much to overcome. Right. So I'm going to say Warriors in 6 on that one. So we have the Warriors, shockingly, surprisingly, coming out of the West. Huh. Let's flip it over to the East. The 1-8 matchup, which is the Boston Celtics and the Chicago Bulls in the 8th seed. Well, I'm, I was waiting for this one. Oh, okay. Because
1: I think that it is Bull. Shit, <laughs> And I bet a lot of other people have done that joke on a podcast. <laughs> Cut it. Anyway, so I think it's, it's complete bull that they're there. That eighth spot should be the Heat. Sure. I don't know how the hell that team is in the playoffs and the Heat are not. So I'm a little pissed. Not It's not just my previous prediction in the other podcast. They should not be there. How much better would Boston-Miami be than Boston-Chicago? much rather watch Boston-Miami. So I'm a little bit pissed about that. Chicago's not a good team.
0: Not at all. I think the Celtics roll them in five. I agree. I think Chicago's a team that's looking for their season to end. I don't know how they did it. Um, You know, it's interesting. It's a shame. Believe it or not, Rondo actually stepped it up at the end of the year. I did.
1: I I saw that. He decided to start playing his best ball while Dwayne Wade was gone. But Dwayne Wade just came back. And so hopefully that means they're just going to be awful.
0: I think they're really looking forward to their golf trips in the summer. This team is not going to stay together. They do not like each other. I think most of them, yeah, are planning to leave the team. Boston is a very complete team on both sides of the ball. One through 15, you know, Stevens is going to have his guys playing hard. And I... I would say Chicago, uh, not Chicago. Oh gosh, <laughs> I would say Boston in five,
1: Chicago in eight. Right, <laughs> yeah. Rajon Rondo brings turns in turns on another level. Yeah, he's gonna average a quadruple double. Jimmy Butler, Dwayne Wade
0: becomes like oh four Dwayne Wade. That would be crazy. But I think those days are behind him. Oh yeah, they're way behind him. Next matchup we have is the mercrucial and controversial Cleveland Cavaliers versus the Indiana Pacers. Uh, again, this one, I really think it's obvious the
1: higher seed's going to take it. The Cavs are too good. Legron, LeBron Legron. Lebron, will be great, and he will still have another gear for the next round. So he's going to elevate himself, then he'll elevate himself again, and then likely do it again in the finals just because he's that, he's that amazing. Uh, so there's no way. Uh, I think that the the Cavs pull together and they make it out of there in six nonchalant games. And they probably could have made it out in five um, if they just played a little bit better. But I guarantee you it'll be like
0: something like six. I'm going to say the Cavs in five. I think that from the Pacers side, Paul George is going to bring it every night. And I don't see him having an off game. Well, maybe one. I just don't game. know who else can bring it. I agree, I agree with that. Um, Paul George is a phenomenal player. Yeah, well, we saw what happened a couple of weeks ago. It was a great game, went into overtime. LeBron had the 50-point triple-double, and Paul George put up like 48 points or something. Like It was like blow for blow, and it was like, oh, this is the Miami-Indiana series that we saw in the playoffs the last couple of years when, right. when LeBron was on Miami. And I think Paul George is that good of a player that his efforts might— make them win one game but cleveland is a much more complete team offensively they're one of the best in the league and i don't see lebron slowing down at all i think that it'll be close every game but i think that it's going to be cleveland in five yeah next we have toronto versus milwaukee this is an interesting matchup kind of like the utah jazz and The Clippers, this is a team of young up-and-comers versus veterans who have been there before. Exactly how I was looking at it. Uh, And the third
1: matchup um, in the playoffs that I'm looking forward to in this first round. So give them the bronze. It it is exactly the same thing. You know, they're young. Uh, The problem with the Raptors, though, is that Guyanis is a nightmare matchup and that Lowry's playing hurt. He just got back a week ago to maybe 10 days ago he's he's come back from injury he's still obviously going to be battling that but they do have the experience they've got the coach who's been there as well Uh, obviously hasn't gotten nearly as deep as uh rivers but dwayne casey's no slouch and they've all been through several rounds of the playoffs in prior so i think it's going to go to the raptors and i'd say that they probably take it in five
0: Yeah, I'm going to say Raptors in six. I look at their roster, and I really like the team that they have. Lowry, before he got hurt, was playing very well. DeRozan, I think, had a very good season. And like you said, Giannis is incredibly tough to deal with, and he's going to be a force throughout that, but I think that the experience of Toronto is going to propel them forward. Agreed. The next matchup is Washington Wizards and the fifth seed, Atlanta Hawks. I'm going
1: to go with the Wizards here. They're another strong team that's really been playing very well as of late. They're coming on strong. They've got great momentum. And I think Gortat can battle with Howard down low. He's going to keep him off the boards. He's going to frustrate him. He's, yeah, Gortat's great at doing that. And uh, I think they're too hungry, and they're coming together at the right time. I'd say it's the Wizards in six.
0: I think that you look at um, a young team, like you said, that's very hungry. We know that John Wall is one of the toughest competitors in the league. and love John Wall. Should have been in that Yeah, he should have been. Should have been in that Even if they don't, I don't know, even if Wall or any other player on his team is playing subpar in a specific game, just that fire and that energy, he's a great leader to have and they're really going to rally around him to... I think that they're going to play a couple tough games because, surprisingly, Atlanta is the fourth best defensive team in the league. Not to take away from Atlanta, their coach Budenholzer is a very good coach. Dwight Howard had a bounce-back year that he desperately needed. He had a very good year for them. But other than that, I, I don't know. I mean, defensively, they're solid, but offensively, they really struggle. Schroeder was not the guy that they thought he was going to be. I think that we would all agree he was a step down from Jeff Teague. Definitely so, wasn't ready yet. Yeah, Bazemore, their free agency signing that got the max, has not played up to that contract. Offensively, they struggle. I think it's going to be a tight series, but I say Wizards and Six. So then the next, the second round of our hypothetical matchup is Boston versus Washington these two teams have a bit of a history they've got some bad blood rivalry going they do, yeah they, that they do which is fun it's exciting to see oh yeah uh, that'll that'll
1: be another good one uh they match up very well both sh- with strong backcourts and then guys who play and the front court who are uh you know very talented as well i'd have to go with boston they're just they're they're too good this year So I I definitely foresee Isaiah Thomas continuing to just demolish the league. And in that regard, I'd say Boston in six.
0: Yeah, I think that you know what you're going to get from Isaiah Thomas. He's going to be able to score every single night. I think that that's, like you said, it's a great great matchup. I think Isaiah Thomas, John Wall is a really fun, entertaining matchup. You know what Horford's going to bring you. He had kind of a down year this year. But what I like about Boston's team is it's definitely very team first oriented after isaiah thomas you know isaiah thomas's number is going to get called all game long but afterwards they i think they really do a good job of hunting for the best shot and i think i think avery bradley is going to be a big factor in that specific series we've known him as a great defensive player for years right he finally started to have a very good offensive season for them and i think they're going to task him with a lot. He could be guarding Beal. He could be guarding Wall. He could be guarding Porter. They're going to, have to move him all over the place as they need to. And I think if he can do it on the offensive end, which he has been able to all season, it's going to be a huge deciding factor for them. I think you're going to really start to hear about Avery Bradley this, this, this playoffs. I think more casual fans are going to learn more about him and see what he can do. Instead of just being in the rumor mill. Right, yep, exactly. <laughs> Execs
1: have known what he could do, and and Boston's always had a very high demand for him. Yeah. Um, and now, you know, we'll see what he can do in the spotlight.
0: Yep. The next matchup is the Cleveland Cavaliers versus the Toronto Raptors.
1: Oof, that's an interesting one. But
0: due to Lowry's injury, I'm giving it to the Cavs again. Yeah, I... I'm very concerned about this Cleveland team. Their defense is bad. Their defense is bottom 10 bad. That really comes into play in the playoffs. Do they have this extra gear that they've been talking about all season? Have they really been coasting so much in the regular season that they're able to turn it on? I don't know. I'm very worried. If if I'm a Cleveland fan, I'm very concerned for this team. They should be concerned. I'd be freaking out if I was a Cleveland
1: fan, but being outside of that and seeing what LeBron has been able to do, I'm not going to bet against LeBron.
0: I mean, that's a fair point. He's had no signs of slowing down at all in 14 seasons. In fact, arguably he had one of his better seasons this year. So like you say, I mean, in the East, it's so difficult to go against LeBron. So I will give them the benefit of the doubt and say, and say Cleveland in a hard fought six games I think it's going to be a rough path for Cleveland. Which brings us to the top two teams, the Celtics and the Cavaliers. Now to the Celtics and Cavs.
1: Oof, that'll be another crazy... Uh, oh, they, the Celtics might be the ones who could knock them off if they could. Just because of how well they've been playing. Mm-hmm. And how powerful and uh, good Isaiah Thomas's scoring has been. Um, so, I'll say that the Cavs take it though. I think the Cavs will win. Again, I think it'll be another long series. Six games. I'll tell you right now, for the finals, they'll be so
0: damn tired. Warriors to take it in four. I could I could see that being a possibility. I wonder how much the coaching is going to play in that potential Eastern Conference final matchup. I don't think Teron Liu has really earned the benefit of the doubt as the head coach. I think that he has been lifted because he has LeBron James on his team. Absolutely. And you look across the way and you have Brad Stevens, who you and I both like a lot, who is probably one of the best coaches in the league right now. Absolutely. And I think that that is helpful for them. I am very hesitant going on record saying this because it's so difficult to go against LeBron, but I'm going to say the Celtics in seven. Celtics in seven. I And like I hate saying that. I, but I think it would be great for the league. I think it would be great for the league. But I think that they... They just have not looked good in the regular season. Their no, defense is atrocious. It's a, it's refreshing that it, it took
1: us all the way to the Eastern Conference finals to finally disagree on who was going <laughs> to win. Yeah. So I at least that finally happened. But otherwise, it looks like I think we've taken all the top seeds in every single matchup. Yeah. But when it really boils down to it, I, I really think that's how it's
0: going to turn out this year. Yeah, I it's think just, so too. It's almost set in stone right now. Sure. And like I was saying, I think that that's – been the case for the NBA for a while now. I mean, I think that the regular season was a lot more exciting than people thought it was going to be. People thought it was Golden State and it was Cleveland and nobody else, but you had lots of individual players and lots of teams playing very well. The thing with the seven-game series, it's the same thing, you know. In like in baseball
1: and and hockey, you go. F- on a series of games and the better team is going to figure it out and they'll win. You know, Sunday, You know, on a, a football, one single elimination game, you, know, you might be able to bring a certain tactic or game plan that's going to work for you. And you could do that in basketball and the other sports. But after a while, they're going to figure it out and the better managed team over the course of the entire year, their higher seed for that reason, they've probably got the better talent, they're going to figure it out and get it
0: done. So I think that'll be the case. I mean, that's why I have so much confidence in Brad Stevens. Who would I want coaching my team, Brad Stevens or Teron Liu? I don't I mean, think, Brad. I don't think Teron Liu coaches that team. I don't think that.
1: Well, when we get to the Coach of the Year award, I'll get into yeah, that more.
0: I don't think Teron Liu is worthy of being a, considered a top coach. I don't think so. And I mean, maybe they prove me wrong. Maybe Cleveland in the first round is just dominant from start to finish, and they just completely wipe they're blowing out the Pacers every single game then I'm gonna say okay they did have that extra gear you look at the two teams I think that while Cleveland probably has the better individual players in LeBron and in Kyrie and in Kevin Love and in Tristan Thompson Brad Stevens gets his guys ready to fight and I think that they all are if not great they're all solid players on that team gets them to buy in
1: yeah he carves out their roles for
0: them, and then they completely play to him it's, it's great. Yeah, I, I think so. It's great basketball. And again, you're going to look at Avery Bradley in that series. If he has a good series, I think that's huge for the Celtics. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I say that it's going to be Golden State and Boston in the finals, and – i think whoever golden state ends up playing i think it's going to be over in four or five
1: yeah i really think it's going to be a much tougher road for the east yes whoever gets there it's going to be a bloodbath yes and then whichever like a crappy bloodbath but whoever makes it out of there is going to be too tired to hang with
0: golden state think about how much how good lebron had to be in order for his team to win last year no, yeah, I mean how
1: good he has to be aside from the Miami teams, how good he has to be to drag his team every single
0: time, right? And I don't know, it's just like at this point, I would expect more from Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love to be able to compete with some of those guys. I wonder if if some of these guys just fall fall into a lull of LeBron. That
1: could be. I'm waiting on LeBron to to pick it up. I I hope not, and they probably punch me in my face for saying <laughs> that, but. I don't know. I wonder that about some guys. Maybe not, you know, Love and not Irving, but there's definitely some guys, I feel like, on that team who are relied on to contribute, but sometimes will let LeBron, you know, take over. Sure. I mean, there's... I mean, he should take over, but they'll expect him to
0: take over, and they won't be able to give their full. There's no question about who the alpha is on that team. Oh, yeah. More than probably any other team in the league. Well, maybe the Spurs. You know it's Kawhi Leonard, and... The Thunder is Westbrook. But anyways, yeah, I think that that's a really good point. So many times in the playoffs, you need the the role players to step up because you know the stars are going to bring it. Absolutely. And you know that LeBron and Kyrie and Love are going to be competing, but who else is going to step up for them? I think that's a tough call. Are you going to rely on Richard Jefferson again? Okay. The guy's like 36 years old. He found yeah. the the youth last year, but are you going to have him playing crucial minutes for you again? that's you know you can't expect him to channing fry is a good shooter but he's a very one-dimensional player yes so so i i'm again i'm very worried if i'm a cleveland fan oh yeah i would be you heard it here first on the wolf dead we are crowning the golden state warriors as the champions i don't think that will come to a surprise for a lot of people <laughs> yeah you heard it here first yes we said the warriors before everybody else exactly i'd say that that's a good place to end for today we'll come back with you in further weeks with with other nba predictions and we'll check in as the playoffs are going on i'm excited for the playoffs seeing the best of the best absolutely so about time we're gonna get the best brand of basketball that they've got yeah so thank you guys so much for tuning into the wolf den again i'm your host tom wolf be sure to follow on facebook and twitter wolf den with two n's all one word and listen to the podcast on itunes tuned in stitcher and soundcloud so thank you guys so much and we'll see you soon